right. Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. Uh, today, I am here again with Sarah Camicioni, and she was back on episode 101. So if you want to check out um, more kind of about Sarah and her journey, that's where you can find that. Because today, I'm doing something that I've never done before. The Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I'll bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. It's that time of year again. It is time for a holiday challenge. Now, this year, I have a rush and renew holiday challenge. So I've renamed it and kind of revamped it. So I was already getting emails the first week in November about people who were feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, and just didn't know how they were going to make time for themselves over the holidays. So I wanted to create a little workout program instead. Um, so it's going to be for 23 days. It's going to start December 1st and run through the 23rd. And it's going to be 10 minute workouts followed by five minutes of restorative yoga poses. And you're going to do that for 23 days. But I know that we don't want to work out for 23 days in a row. So I've thrown in some Ayurvedic health habits along the way. So you might have some that are um, new soup recipes to try. Other health habits could be meditating. Um, another one, trying some golden milk. So my main goal is to really help you guys feel a little bit more restored and grounded um, once December 31st rolls around. I don't want you guys to start the new year depleted and just feeling like you're run down the entire month of January. So if you guys are interested, this is over at andreaclausen.com slash holiday rush and renew. And it's a free challenge. And this is literally some of my best stuff. You know, I have videos of all the fitness moves and pictures for all the restorative yoga poses. And you don't need any equipment for this challenge. So you can do it right from the comforts of your own home in, you know, in between running errands and everything else that you have to do. So um, if this is something that's interesting to you, um, feel free to join. Again, it's free. It's going to be awesome. There's a Facebook group to help um, hold you guys accountable as well as weekly prizes. So if you're interested, head on over there. Again, it's andreaclausen.com slash holiday rush and renew. We're going to kind of do a little Q&A. So I had asked um, basically clients that I've worked with and other people online, what were some of their biggest fitness struggles? And I really wanted to do kind of a Q&A back and forth, just kind of riff on what people said, and then have not only me answer these, but having another trainer on here answer them as well because I think it's always good to get a couple different perspectives. And um, Sarah came to mind. So we're going to kind of hit it off. And I've broken these down into three different categories. So we're going to chat about society, mindset, and food. So the first one we're going to chat about is something that I actually did not expect um, getting responses about, but it was about society. And so the first one that we're going to kind of chat about uh, today, Sarah, is pressure from society, um, because it's so much more acceptable to be unhealthy rather than to be healthy. So what tips do you have for people who are really feeling that pressure that, you know, people think it's uncool to be eating a kale salad versus a hamburger? Uh, this may, that, that, that's the first time I heard the question because um, we didn't go over them before. And that just kind of made my heart like flutter a little bit because it's so true for so many people that I see when they come to work with me, they're switching up their lifestyle and implementing a lot of changes that people in their life observe and they witness them changing. And I personally think that when someone makes choices and changes in their lives to live healthier and start working out and start eating healthier, the people around them, if they are not making changes, it makes them feel uncomfortable. It makes them feel like defensive, I think, um, because they usually come to the people making the changes with loaded loaded comments and loaded opinions. And I really think it comes from a place of 
of bystanders and, and observers having some insecurities and fears that other people are changing around them and they're not making changes for themselves. There may be things that they're unhappy with about their body or their life or their diet. And instead of taking action and changing them, they don't. And so when people around them make the changes, um, I think it puts a, uh, a bit of a threat on them. I don't, I, I don't know. Do you, what do you think? No, I would definitely agree. I think that, um, you know, feeling left out and it's hard, it's hard to make changes. And so maybe if you are, if your close friend is making that change, maybe you feel kind of, um, you know, left out of that party because you're not ready yet. So the, sometimes that's the other case is, you know, maybe you're starting this change and this transition into eating a healthier lifestyle or wanting to work out. And, um, you know, your friend maybe secretly wants to, but just isn't quite there yet. Um, and there's really, I mean, the only thing that you can do is just kind of mind your business and stay, you know, stay to your own lane and just really put the blinders on and kind of go, go at your own race, because that's really what you're gonna have to do. Um, cause I know for me, like my family doesn't eat super healthy. And when I first started, like I would bring home food, like for me and my son, like I brought home like soup stuff, um, to make different soup recipes. I would bring home different breakfast ideas for me and him, just because I knew that, you know, mostly they have cereal down there. And, um, you know, maybe at first my brothers would make fun of me, but then this last time I was home, I made some oatmeal with stewed apples and they were all like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You know, so sometimes it's yeah. that, like, again, they weren't ready maybe a year ago, but now they're like, okay, you can cook for us. Let me see. Let me try some of this soup that you're, you know, cooking or this oatmeal that you're cooking. So, um, sometimes you know, I ha have to stay the course. Go ahead. Sorry. I had a total, I had a totally different experience when I was a kid because I, when I was younger, I, I explored, you know, vegan and vegetarian lifestyles. And I remember going to holiday meals with a family. And when I had made those choices to explore those other diets, you know, extended family members would kind of taunt and tease me at the dinner table. And it was a really weird situation as a child and a young adult for me to go to go through. Um, and, you know, Speaking on that, you know, I had a client who made these really big changes a year and a half ago when he started to come working, work with me, you know, diet and workout. And so he was taking a lot of food with him to work and um, his coworkers were like, what's going on and why are you doing this? And kind of highlighting his changes and um, they had a lot of opinions about it. And he, ha he became very defensive about like, this is a choice I'm making for myself. And long story short, fast forward, eight, nine, 10 months later, the people that were calling attention to his changes now join him at the gym to work out with him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like what was once a threat and something new and different in an environment with his coworkers has turned into a lead by example. So at first they were, you know, um, resentful or a, a, an objection to what he was doing or calling question into why why he was doing what he was doing with his health and his fitness and his diet in the gym. And over time, with him just standing his ground and believing what he believes in and, and moving forward with his choices for himself to be healthy and be strong and be, be active, um, people stopped calling him out on it as much. And they were like, you know, he's really into something good here. Let's go work out with him now. And I was blown away when he told me that it had gone from that extreme situation to now they literally all join the gym and go work out with him a couple of days a week because he started doing it. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I mean, I think that's, that's the main thing is just really knowing what your why is and staying connected to that and just try not to, um, 
I guess, fall into that, um, you know, oh, I guess it's easier to eat this way. So people, you know, maybe don't mock me, but it's in the long run, like your health is your health. It's not theirs and it's your business, not their business. And so, you know, just remembering that and, um, you know, maybe finding some new friends or maybe finding different coworkers that, because not everyone, I'm sure, at your workplace, if that's where you're getting it from, um, you know, feels that way or eats that way or doesn't go to um, the gym after work or whatever, you know, trying to find maybe different people to hang out with. And I know that's always easier said than done. Um, but, you know, putting yourself out there, because I think making these changes, it is, you know, overall, it's a lifestyle change. And if you're really ready to step into that, um, really embracing everything that might come with it. Exactly. A hundred percent. I couldn't have said it better for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next one, I think um, you've probably heard this one before. I know I have. It is the question of, I don't have time. You know, what is your response to that is I just don't have time to eat healthy or to prep my food or to work out. You know, how do you kind of handle that? If I have time, you have time <laughs> to a degree. I mean, to a degree that that's like my joking, you know, little response. If it's someone that I know, um, nobody has time. And if that's, if that's going to be our go-to, you know, we all live in, the same society. We all live in the same world. We have different roles and responsibilities in that life, which means we have different tugs at our time and commitments. But at the end of the day, we all have a choice to make and that choice is ours. So we can choose to make time or we can choose not to make time. And I can still hear people say, yes, I'm really busy though, Sarah. Like you don't understand. Okay. I get it. So maybe you are really busy. So let's find options and solutions that work with the available time that you have. Um, you know, so maybe it's not an option for you to go to the gym for an hour and a half. Okay, so let's find 30-minute workouts that you can do at home with three pieces of equipment that are highly effective and efficient with your time and still progressing you towards your goals. Okay, there's an option. Um, and the same thing goes for, for cooking. You know, if you don't have time to make, you know, a, a 30, 45-minute meal, okay, well, there are plenty of options that are super healthy, incorporate all major food groups that we can get in and out with a little bit of prep and be on the table in 20 minutes. So I think that the concept of there not being enough time is something that we have told ourselves for a lot of our life. And so we begin to believe I don't have the time. I don't have the time. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. And some of us are, but I think that there are, are, are ways to work within the time that we do have simply if we make the choice that it's important to us. And at the end of the day, if it's important to you, we will make the time to incorporate it in our life. And that's when working with like a coach or, or getting resources is really valuable because if in the past you didn't have time for your hour and a half workouts and so that's why you stopped doing them, then you do need some help finding, you know, good 30 minute workouts. And so that's when you work with someone to really set you up with, with the best workout for your time. Um, so that you can stay consistent with it. So I, I, that, I jokingly say nobody has time because at the end of the day, we don't. And, it, and it, it comes down to people making a choice to prioritize the things that are important to them. What do you think? Yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is I actually just did a solo podcast all about priorities, uh, probably around episode 107, if anyone's looking for that. And I kind of said the same thing, just kind of like the tough love of 
you, if it's not a priority then, like if you're saying I want to be healthy and I want to work out, but you're not doing it, it's really not a priority in your life. And there's no shame around that. There's no like, uh, there's just like an, oh, I'm looking at that. And yeah, you're right. Like it isn't a priority. I say I want to lose 20 pounds, but if I'm not making the things that I need to do to actually lose the weight, if that's not a priority, then I guess it really isn't that big of a goal. And again, there's no like judgment, no shame around that. It's just knowing, okay, like maybe it isn't like that big thing that I thought I should be doing. Um, and that's what I think with any of that is maybe, you know, maybe you're like, you know what, but I really would rather just go to a yoga class. And that is my, that is my priority right now. Totally awesome. Like for me this morning, instead of going to the gym, I was like, I don't feel like it. I'm going to do yoga at home rather than go to the gym this morning. And that was my priority. I'm like, where am I at with my fitness goals? Bah, I don't really have any. So then that for me, it's not a really big pull to get into the gym and do anything. Um, now, you know, a few months ago, that was not the case because I was still working on, you know, getting back in shape after the baby. But again, that was more of a priority then. It's not to me as much now. And so just making sure that we honor those times in our lives because it is going to ebb and flow. If suddenly you realize, huh, you know what? Fitness isn't like the top thing on my list. Um, maybe for the next couple of months because of the holidays, you know, are coming up, that's totally fine. You know, maybe you just take in movement when you can get it and then just honor being present with your family. Like that would be something that could be as simple as that. And maybe that's your priority and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think that you pointed out the fact that recognizing where we are with our journeys and what's important to us at that time is important to recognize and give ourselves the space to honor and not shame ourselves when you know, oh, I should be going to the gym. I should be going to the gym. No, it's okay. Like if, if you really want to go to the gym, okay, let's work together to make sure that you're staying accountable and getting to the gym. And if there are other things going on in your life, there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone comes to health and fitness in, in their own time. And like you said, it really does ebb and flow. And there are times to push through little roadblocks to stay focused. And there are times when you just kind of ease back on the gas and coast through it. And um, recognizing where we're at with that and not giving ourselves a hard time, I think is really, is really important on that too. Yeah. And now I kind of want to talk about mindset. It's not like, I mean, all the three that we just mentioned, those are all mindset as well, but these are um, in particular stuff that kind of came up. One of them was staying disciplined and putting in the work daily. Now for me, I don't like to use the word disciplined. Um, mm. But <laughs> me either. <laughs> I was to say it just seems very strict. Like if we put staying disciplined, like I just think of like being at school and being like told, no, you have to sit there or go out in the hallway because you were talking to your friend. That did happen to me multiple times. And I just sit there and, you know, stare in at the class from the hallway. And I just feel like disciplined. That's what I associate it with. And so when we think about that and we put that in our fitness, like that does not sound fun. I don't want to have a disciplined program where I have to like make sure I am crossing all of my T's and dotting my I's just to, you know, stay in shape. Like that doesn't sound fun. So that's my first, I guess, take on this is maybe flipping around some more language when we're talking about, you know, staying disciplined. Maybe we could use a better word. Um, what about you? What about like putting in the work daily? What is your thoughts on that? Too rigid? Too strict? I, well, I, 
I definitely agree with you about the word discipline. When I think of discipline, I think about like, I think about like my grandpa's military background and like the disciplined upbringing I had when I would be at his house. And that's not a good association with Mm -hmm. discipline for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also had like very disciplined, rigorous training programs and, and, and goals in the past. And it brings back a time of, you know, drudgery to the gym and drudgery in the kitchen, not all the time, but a majority of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me about, for me and for my clients and what I I try to work with all my clients to get them to see and embrace is really about what do you want in your life and how do you want to feel and using your goals. How do I want to feel? Like, Mm. how do I want to feel? Like, like, sure, I can sit on the couch today and like not work out because I'm not disciplined. Mm-hmm. But at the at at the end of the day, how did how not at the end of the day, because don't wait for the whole day to decide. At the at the beginning of the day, if you are on the couch, like ask yourself, like, how do I want to feel today? Like, do I want to feel strong and alive and energized in my body? Do I want to feel excited about the way my body can move and the way that it it supports my day and my lifestyle today? Or do I want to lay on the couch for four hours and veg out on TV? And there's no shame with either one. It's about choosing how you want to feel in your body that day. And then, and then following that and honoring that and being okay with the choice and the action as a result of wanting to feel a certain way. So I go to the gym. I didn't go to the gym yesterday or today. I'm just chilling. I'm going to work out for the next couple of days. And I've worked out the last couple of days like I choose to go to the gym because I want to feel a certain way I want to feel strong I want to feel invigorated I want to feel um energized in my body I want to feel you know my blood pulsing and flowing and I want to feel alive and wake and awake and focused and all those reasons are why I go to the gym and stay going to the gym and um because I want to stay like that as often as I can in my life and you know, I, I, I spent, you know, four or five hours, two or three days in a row vegging out on, on this is us and like catching up on the entire season. So it's not, it's not like I, I need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sucked. It sucked me in. It sucked me in. It, so it's not like I, it's not like I don't, it's not like I'm sub, you know, some superhuman. I think people get this association with fitness people that we just like live the gym and just like mm-hmm. eat, breathe, sleep, fitness and chicken. Mm-hmm. And, and that is not the case. Like I will lay on the couch. I will watch four hours of Netflix. I just choose not to do it all the time. And when I choose to do it, it's a huge like thing that I love. And I'm really aware that I'm doing. And it's like, it's like me time. It's like, this is great. I'm going to lay down for three hours. I'm going to watch this is us. I'm going to, drink some wine. And this is how I'm going to engage with myself and my body right now. Or I go to the gym and I work out. Yes. I don't know. What about you? What about you? Well, I was like, Oh, I need to, I never just lay on the couch. And that is something that I, that is my own mindset stuff coming up from like childhood. Cause my mom would always be like, are you sick? Why are you laying down? So like, we never laid down because of that. And I still don't to this day. It's just a very weird thing now. So I'm like, wow, gosh, laying down and watching TV. I can't do that. And sometimes I wish I could. Um, so that's what, that's what I immediately thought of. That's a whole different topic. Well, um, I mean, that's, it's the same. I, I force it. I force do it. Do you? I, I think it's, I do because I, I'm at the gym. I'm in the mountains. I'm fishing. I'm hiking. I'm, I'm working on my business. I'm, I'm, 
Yeah. Like I'm like, okay, lay down, eat some cheese, drink <laughs> some wine, watch This Is Us for two hours. Like be, be, be still, be slow yeah, on the couch. That's what I need. I need to work on that. Cause the being still, like that's the discipline. If I was going to use the word, I would need to discipline myself to sit and try to be still and just be present. And, um, so I can relate and to s- different things. Cause I'm always a jumpy, like I, my leg is wiggling right now. Like I just do not sit still never have. And so that would be my, um, practice. That's why I try to meditate in the morning just because I try to get that stillness and I try to get myself centered. Cause I can tell when I haven't been, cause I get all over the place. Um, I should have meditated before this interview, apparently. <laughs> I think, I think, I think we all do. I do. I mean, I do the same thing. I've been fidgeting for the last you know, hour that we've been on the call and, and um, I mean, yeah, it, it took, it took, it took a practice for me to say, okay, just as much as I push myself to stay active and explore and, and, and use my body in the gym and outdoors, it took just as much for me to say, okay, Sarah, you go down and sit on the couch. Mm-hmm. Like you've been, you've been, you've been in the, you've been running to the mountains for the past four weekends and, you know, Saturday, why don't you just like ride your bike around town and sit in the park and slow down? Awesome. So, huh. well, what about consistency? It's a practice. That was another one that people had asked about was consistency. Um, I think that, I mean, I think I kind of talked about that. Like it really goes back to how do I consistently want to feel? Like I don't consistently need to sit on the couch for two hours to feel relaxed. I consistently in, 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 in general, I want to feel strong and energized and vivacious in my body. I want to feel alive. I want to feel, um, strong. And so that's a, a thing that I go for. I go after consistently. That helps me stay in the gym. Um, and, and, and helping me and my clients stay consistent, it really comes down to finding movement that is enjoyable and lifting weights and going on hikes, going on walks, incorporating movement that you enjoy doing will ensure you do it more consistently. Um, if you're in a rut, like it's like a two or three day kind of lull, I, that's when I, I encourage people to, to dig a little deep and know that if you want to feel motivated to work out, you have to go to the gym and then the motivation will come after that. So to push through a little bit of like a two day rut, if there's something bigger going on, like physically with you, or if you've got a lot of stress or some family issues going on, I don't advise just like pushing through that kind of stuff for weeks on, on end. Um, and that's when I work really closely with people to really understand what's going on and take necessary breaks or, or a uh, more gentler approach to movement during those times in our life. Um, but otherwise it's not waiting to feel motivated to act, acting and then understanding that motivation is going to come after movement, um, motivation and, and desire and all of those kind of words that you can use to describe motivation and consistently consistency, those are emotions and they come and go. And just recognizing that they're not going to be there with us every day, all the time helps us not be attached to them when they leave. So we can say, okay, I'm not feeling motivated right now to go to the gym, but I'm not going to use it as an excuse not to go because I desire to feel this way in my body today. And I know I feel like crap right now, or I know I don't feel like going, but 
I want to give myself this win. So I'm going to go get this workout in and I'm going to feel stronger and more confident like I always do when I work out. And so I'm going to go do it so I can get to that place. Um, and then finding movement that you enjoy doing so that you'll consistently do it. That's a big one. If you, if you don't like doing it, you're not going to do it. And so find something you like to do and then stay consistent with it. Um, accountability buddies help a lot. It is kind of a crutch in the short game, but it helps to get going in the, in the early parts of it, like having an accountability buddy. Um, and then recognizing that each workout and each meal is not an end all be all. So, you know, we, we talked about how this is a lifestyle and how we make lifestyle adjustments and choices. Um, and one workout, one meal is not going to make or break. So we're going for a bigger picture of health and fitness here. And, um, I'm totally losing my frame of thought, but do you see, but why don't, why don't you take it and finish and run with it? Because I think you know what I was going to say. <laughs> because you well, can I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you covered it and you were going to go into like the food part next, which is our next topic. So I was going to say, pause on that anyway. So that's a good place to stop. Um, Cause I think you definitely covered the consistency part. And um, one of the other ones I wanted to get into, cause in case the audience doesn't know, I'm working on getting my podcast to be shorter. So we're, trying to keep them to 30 minutes now. That's my new goal. So we will see. It'll be approximately that length. Um, just because you guys said you like it short, condensed. So that's what I'm going to try to give you guys. Um, but anywho, let's chat about this one, which I find also fascinating. The decision of making the quote unquote right choice. So um, I think you talked about this just towards the end in terms of your fitness, you know, on the fitness side about, you know, do what makes, what, do what works for you. So I would definitely echo that in terms of this for the right choice. There, there really isn't a right choice of movement to be doing for your body. It's really what works best for you. And the same thing with nutrition, like ultimately it's what works best for you. So I have no issues eating carbs and bread. And I know a lot of women that I work with are like, oh my gosh, I could never, you know, eat that much bread or eat those carbs. But I, for whatever reason, my body burns them well and it has, but I've been an athlete since 16. So it's had many years of practice. And so like, that is a great fuel source for me. Whereas maybe for you, Sarah, maybe you're like, oh my gosh, I could never have, you know, toast or with my soup or whatever it might be. Um, you know, those are the things that you have to kind of individually find out for yourself. You know, for me, dairy is not a great option for myself anymore. But maybe again for Sarah, she's like, oh my gosh, I love myself a glass of whole milk every morning, you know, and that it could look completely different for, um, you know, for both myself and for Sarah, like Sarah likes to go fishing. I honestly would count that as a workout, you know? And I just told someone yesterday, cause she was like, oh, I walk the dog. I'm like, that's a workout. She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you're moving. Like you're out there, you're walking the dog. Like you're not sitting there. So I think sometimes we have to reframe what we consider workouts. Um, and even the healthy or right choice, we have to kind of rethink that um, to really reflect what works for us. So what are your thoughts on that one, Sarah? So many things in there. And I'm just like, okay, Sarah, I'm like, Sarah, stay focused on the one thing. Stay focused on the one thing. <laughs> um, when you first said like, what's the right, what, the, the right way that you worded the question, like yep. the right choice, like there, I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop some major earth changing bombs here. There is no right choice. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really, it's really what is in alignment with 
your body, your goals, and what feels good to you. And that's what's right for you. And just Mm -hmm. like you said, um, you know, you don't do dairy. I would not do a glass of whole milk in the morning, but you know, I like my cheese. You know, Mm -hmm. I eat my cheese. Mm -hmm. Like that would all the time. Go well for me. Like that's, (laughs) that's, that's, I went to a movie last night and I snuck in a tub of work full of cheese and crackers. Like that's my, like carbs and fat, you know? See, if I did um, that, you would not want to be sitting next to me. <laughs> um, it was an empty theater, so we would have been fine. But um, anyways, so, you know, and I, I like, I'm a seasoned athlete as well. You know, I've been, I've been athletic since I was at a young age. And so I know how my, my body is primed to burn fuel sources and, and, and feed its muscle and stay in that, that athletic metabolic kind of stage so I can eat carbs I know the fine line of when I've had too much Mm -hmm. um and Mm -hmm. that's what's right for me and it does look different for everybody and that's when it does kind of help to know like what kind of body type you have how does it respond to certain foods how does it respond to certain activities and it's it's like um I explain it to my clients like it's a big science experiment and we're collecting data and it's not to be judged. It's not to be evaluated with our emotions attached to it, but let's observe how our bodies respond to certain foods and certain movements and just make note of that, that observation, make note of the data and then be like, okay, this happened and moving forward next thing and, and use that information to, to put into your science report of the study and evaluation of your life and fitness and what works and what doesn't work and learn, move on, go forward, reevaluate, learn, move on, go forward. And um, that's what's right for you, not what's right for me or for another person, which is why I don't teach people anymore nutrition that consists of here's your meal plan, here's your diet, go follow it and get results. I don't do it anymore because what's enjoyable for me isn't enjoyable for other person, for other people. What works for me necessarily and each of my clients isn't going to work for you. So um, it's, that's the fun part of it though, is giving ourselves the experience of learning and discovering these things ourselves. And of course, like, you know, working with coaches like you and me and, and having the experience that comes with working with a coach so that we can take some of the guesswork out of it. But, and, and so you're not totally left spinning your wheels with your diet and your nutrition and your workouts, but still making it individual where you're making choices that are right for you based on what you like. Yes. Um, I totally agree. So wrapping up, we're going to do, cause I, this is our biggest section to answer. So I'm going to challenge us, uh, both of us, because myself included, to be more quick fire with our food round. So we'll try to answer concisely. And then if any of you guys, because I actually am getting quite a few emails from you guys. So please email after the show. I love getting them or um, messaging me after the show uh, about anything. So maybe there's something in here that you would like us to go more in depth about please feel free to um, email and definitely I can make that happen. So uh, we're going to chat about food and we're going to make it quick fire. So the first one that people had said, and this is capitalized, it is capital, very expensive to eat fresh, organic, healthy foods. So I'm going to quick fire back at that and say, I will keep you posted. I am actually comparing Walmart, Whole Foods and Super Target and their groceries. So I have done my Whole Foods and my Um, Walmart, I have to do super target yet to throw in, but 
um, early on, you know, reports from my study, it definitely, it is not as expensive as we think it is. So that is my quick fire response is if we actually do our research. Um, you can get really, uh, like the radishes at Walmart were like 49 cents. So you actually can get really healthy food uh, for really cheap. And depending on where you shop, obviously they were a little bit more expensive at Whole Foods. Um, they also looked a little bit better at Whole Foods than at Walmart, but you can still eat fresh radishes if you would like um, at Walmart. And so I think sometimes we have to um, think outside the box when we're thinking about that. That is as concise as I could get. Your turn, Sarah. Um, I mean, I this is a pretty simple one for me. I go to Trader Joe's. I buy organic sometimes, and sometimes I don't buy organic depending on what it looks like and the cost mm -hmm. and what it is. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if it looks really bad and not fresh, then I won't get it. And I'll go to a different store because I live across the street from a grocery store, King Supers, it's a local store here in Denver. It's really kind of easy to get organic food there. Um, and if if I need it, if it's an essential thing for a recipe and I need it, I'll buy it. If I don't need it organic, I'll look at other options. Um, I'm kind of a bad person to ask about this because I don't do a super ton amount of cooking. Mm -hmm. I'm a bare yeah, basics I, bones kind of girl. I do. I'm a cooker and I will be honest, I am not always looking for the organic food. Like I, um, just from growing up with a, my dad as a farmer, like I don't honestly care if everything is organic. Um, yeah. And that might be like, oh my gosh, you're a health person, but I, not everything needs to be organic. Um, no. yeah. and I especially mean, with I mean, the, if you yeah. spray the food, my, like my dad was like, you can see the pesticides that he puts on his fields. They drift across to the fields that are, you know, supposedly they're, well, they aren't sprayed, but the spray gets on them. So that's my, you know, I'm just like, oh, I don't know, just the contamination with the soil. There's a lot to be said about the organic piece. Um, so if that yes. is stopping you, don't make that stop you, you know, having just yep. regular celery, totally fine. You know, like just kind of knowing what it looks like, know where it's coming from would be ultimately what I would say with that one. Now this next question, yep. I think that you're going to love, <laughs> it is not drinking alcohol. What do you have to say about that one, Sarah? Drink the wine. <laughs> um, so, um, I I go in spurts. I drink a glass of wine when I have a bottle, and and I've got to drink a glass every night for a couple nights to get through a bottle, um, and then I can go a month and a half without drinking anything. Two months. Um, I really enjoy a glass of wine in like a ritual way where I'm like sitting down about to watch this is us I have my cheese I have my crackers I have my wine that's like a thing for me it's a very intentional act of me kind of like giving myself this time to really be with myself and drink wine and eat cheese and watch a show that I like um so if you have really specific weight loss fat loss goals alcohol can affect with your can affect it does affect your hormones it does affect your sleep so all things with moderation have a glass four or five nights a week three three nights a week four nights a week if you want it have two glasses two times a week drink in two three glasses in excess of four or five times a week that's when I kind of like to ask what's going on what about you I know you're not much of a drinker are you oh I love myself a glass of wine on a Friday night that's like my ritual would say like Friday nights for whatever reason that's like really the only night that I would care to have a glass of wine is I'm done training for the week and I just um my son's sleep 
now it used to be last man standing was on and then i think it was dr ken i didn't really watch that show it was just on and then um, <laughs> shark tank and then 2020 like that was my favorite now shark tank is on love Friday it nights, and so that switched i still do like myself some 2020 but only um like on the dateline well this is gonna sound very grotesque but like the murder mysteries um i don't know why i just love does, that but then they scare me does too barbara much. walters no she she's, still retired. 2020? she's retired oh sorry okay uh it's chris cuomo and elizabeth so gosh can't remember the yeah, yeah, someone's someone knows elizabeth something um and yeah i do enjoy those those shows um and so that's pretty much, that was my ritual was like my unwinding at the night. Now um, it's harder. I found that it's without like those TV shows, like that was part of my ritual. And so my Friday nights are <laughs> not as set in stone anymore. <laughs> I love it. I love 2020. I love that you brought that up. I, I grew up on that show. So I love it. <laughs> it's too funny. Um, well now what about the convenience of unhealthy foods? That was someone else's, um, topic that they brought up. And then the kind of a similar is making healthy foods fast enough. So the convenience of the unhealthy foods, which I'm assuming this person might've been talking about like the fast foods and then just the healthy foods, they're just not quick enough. So maybe you're hungry and you would love to go through the salad drive through, but they're, well, there, I mean, there is salads, I guess at Wendy's and McDonald's probably as well. And, um, there is that option, but what do you say about that? I mean, literally, if 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 unhealthy processed foods is too convenient, so guess what? Healthy foods convenient too. Like, I'm not a huge bar person, but RX bars. There's nothing in an RX bar that's artificial. There's salad options at every drive-through, and I know it's a push to go from a cheeseburger and French fries to a salad, but okay, go to a salad and put fried chicken on it meet yourself in the middle. It's not a burger and it's not fries, but okay, salad, some veggies and fried chicken or, or grilled chicken or even steak. Um, healthy, the, I, we don't, I don't think we, we live in a society anymore where we can say healthy options aren't convenient because depending on where you live, I don't know. Denver is an incredibly health conscious city and, you know, we have drive-through restaurants here that are fast food with hormone-free, ethically raised chicken for your tater tots and your French fries and your beef. So, I mean, like, it's you. There, there, there are conscientious decisions for healthy foods that you can make pretty conveniently in Denver. Um, or pack something with you. Pack something that's super easy, that's healthy, and and eat on the go. Nuts and fruits and and things like that travel really easy. Mm. You had me at tater tots. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta come. You gotta come to Denver. This restaurant—it's a fast food chain called Good Times, and hormone-free, um, like no antibiotic, free-range chicken and cows. And you go through the drive-through, and it's—it's it's a little bit higher priced, of course, but mm-hmm. um, that's the only fast food like drive-through I've eaten in years. Is their is their food, and it's phenomenal. I love it. Dig- um, digression aside. I know, right? You're like tater tots. That's, yeah. That was my husband used to call me tots because I loved tater tots and I would cook them tater tots and salmon all the time when we were dating. <laughs> Most Girl, random my nickname gro- <laughs> My nickname growing up was corn dog and it was because uh, I liked the corn dog. <laughs> 
So tater tots and corn dogs. We are we we were a match made in heaven before we even knew the other person was alive. That's too funny. Yes. Uh, and I still do eat tater tots if anyone's wondering. I will. I don't eat them as much as maybe I used to, but I still buy them and will pop them in the oven from time to time. Love it. They're uh, good. Yes. So um, I mean give last, you know, give your give your give yourself a little bit of that, you know, like give yourself a little of that. Don't anything. go overboard. It's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what about binging at night? What are your thoughts on that one? Um, some of it's emotional eating, I think. So mm-hmm. I have clients that talked about it and I'd like them to go to the kitchen, grab the food, maybe take five breaths and be like, mm, I like that. Oh, wait, I, I'm about to do this. I didn't even know I walked here because I'm so yes. not paying attention and I'm so mindless right now. So put the food on the counter and take five yeah, take five breaths, see if you still really want it, or um, take emotional inventory. So when I sit down and I'm like kind of frantic and frenzied or mindlessly walking to the kitchen, you know, I would catch myself, I'd be like, reaching for a bag of like candy or reaching for a bag of chocolate. And I'd be like, wait, Sarah, what what is going on? You're just like, want to eat all this food right now? I was like, are you okay? Are you stressed out? Like, oh my gosh, no, I'm really anxious. That's why I'm going for this. So oh, okay, well, that's why, well, I don't really need this now, because, like, I know, I know I'm just anxious, I know I'm just feeling this way, so that would, that was a big practice for me, and that was a big practice for a lot of my clients, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I am, uh, as far as binging at night, like, I feel like this one, I've been working on this because of, like, the Ayurveda eating early, lighter dinners, and I've had, um, I've actually had quite a few people in um, that I've talked to in my private Facebook group, they are really switching, which I'm so excited about is they're switching to the early later dinners and they're enjoying it. But then, you know, say 8 PM rolls around and people are hungry again. And so I'm really working on, um, you know, helping people with those habits. So instead of maybe binging, I'm trying to help them, you know, let's have a chamomile tea. Let's have a golden milk. Let's do, um, and one of the reasons, so I actually tried the golden milk. So that is, you can use whole milk or you can use almond milk if you want, but I did it with the whole milk and it's supposed to be, and this is the Ayurvedic side of it. If you warm up the milk, it actually is easier to digest. So if you do have dairy Mm -hmm. issues, um, warming it up is supposed to help. Now for me, I actually did not have any side effects after having it. So if anyone else is kind of like, Ooh, I don't know about that. Warming it up, actually it worked for me. So I would give it a shot. If that is something, you know, probably don't do a whole cup, maybe just a half a cup to start with, just see how it sits sits with the stomach. But again, that kind of fills you up. Um, and there's different recipes. If you even just Google golden milk, you'll find, um, recipes. It's usually with some turmeric in it. Um, there's some that have cocoa powder and turmeric and all this stuff in it. Um, like those are great options and you know, that fills your stomach up. I also say have a piece of dark chocolate. Like if you really need something sweet, you know, enjoy that piece of dark chocolate with your tea, with your milk. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. I, well, I wanted to ask what your opinion was because I think it's kind of off the Ayurvedic philosophy. So, and I had a, someone I was just talking to on the, uh, on the discovery call the other day, and she kind of said exactly what you just said, early dinner, hungry by eight or eight yeah. or eight o'clock at night. So I was, what do you think about doing like a, like a protein shake or with like some, I mean, it's not the Ayurvedic, it's not golden, uh, the milk. I, I know the turmeric milk thing. I've done that before, but like, what about like a, you know, if you're really craving and hungry and emotional at night, like, why don't we do like a protein shake with some chocolate and maybe like a banana? So it, it, it's substance, it's sustenance in your belly, but it's, you know, mainly protein. So, 
um, and liquid so you can help with the digestion if it's warm, maybe. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling about it because I wanted to see kind of what you thought about it. Uh, so from the Ayurveda side, we would say no, only just because, um, A, they don't like a ton with protein shakes in general. Like any protein powder, that's a no-go. It would be, um, you know, greens, your, you know, you can put protein powder, not protein powder, but um, you can make, it's not even a protein shake at that point, but you can make a shake um, and just no ice because they also don't want to use ice and they don't want to have cooling beverages. So kind of might be, you know, it's going to be room temperature water with a lot of green. So maybe a green juice, um, that could be an option. But um, one of the things that I found, so a lot of the times what I tell people is you really just have to kind of keep fighting that for a couple of weeks because your stomach will actually get used to it. So this is something that I went through when I first um, did it because I was like, oh my God, I'm starving. And then, um, you know, a couple of weeks went by, I'm like, okay, I'm going to just keep trying, keep trying. And then eventually your stomach, because um, it does shrink and it my if I eat too much at night now, like I hate that feeling of just being so full because it's flipped mm-hmm. where it knows I'm going to have my biggest meal at lunch. And so it expects that and it's ready. And then if I do overindulge or eat a little bit too much at night, just because I am back into my soups, you know, just because it's cooler out again. Um, like I don't feel well. And then that usually, I don't really feel that hunger anymore at eight. And um, maybe if I'm really, really hungry and my stomach's like growling, then I would eat something, something light. But again, a lot of the times that hunger, it might not be hunger. We're just not used to having our stomachs feel empty. So that means everything was yep. digested and we're going to go to bed and we're, we don't like that feeling. And again, mm-hmm. in Ayurveda, if you're a pitta or a kapha, um, typically those body types do not like that feeling. And that's something, so I'm a pitta and that was something I hated. I was like, oh, what is this feeling? And so that was one of the reasons is I didn't like that empty feeling. And so that's why getting used to it um, is something that we encourage and just to kind of keep trying and um, to kind of stick with it. And then eventually you will notice, and it won't take that long. It really was only like a week or two before you're like, okay, you know, I'm not as hungry as I used to be. And, you know, maybe this golden milk really will, it tides me over. So that's what I would say. I love golden milk for the record. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I know it's really good. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much it that we had for questions and kind of the biggest struggles with fitness. I have a ton, actually I have a ton of other ones that we did not talk about today, but those were the ones that I picked for today's topic. Um, so maybe we will hop on. So let us know how you guys actually like this and we can hop on and do one of these again, um, for 2018. So, um, that could be an option as well. If Sarah would be open to coming back on and we can chat more about this. Cause I actually kind of, I thought it was kind of fun. I don't know about you, Sarah. I, I love, this is great. This is fun. Maybe we should schedule these at like six at night and I'll drink some wine on a Friday <laughs> while we do. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, I had a great, I had a great time. Thanks for having me back. Yes, no problem. So again, uh, let us know, hit us up over on um, Instagram or in the private Facebook group. And um, I will let you guys know about when we plan to schedule something like this again. All right. So you guys can uh, actually, we have to do a challenge because it is our weekly challenge. Um, Sarah, do you have something off the top of your head or do you want me to think of something? You go first. You go. Okay. I would say my challenge, actually, I know what I'm going to do. Um, I want you guys to try golden milk this week. So that's my challenge is to Google a recipe for golden milk and try a glass of golden milk, probably around that 8 PM time slot, you know, maybe an hour, hour and a half ish before you go to bed. So that's my challenge. Do you have one? I'm going to, I'm going to take your challenge. No, I don't have one. I I like that one right now. So I'll drink some golden milk. 
<laughs> yes, I love it. All right. So everyone, you guys go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power Podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.